This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Gabriel Bringers. Good morning. And Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up, everyone? So uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive right into something that isn't news first. Uh, we wanna we wanna fill you guys in on a project that we've been working on. If any of you all are members of our YouTube channel, uh, you can go over to our YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com forward slash Chrome Unboxed. I think I think that 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 one works. That's it. They yeah, were doing works. the weird thing where they were adding a C. It was like forward slash C forward slash Chrome Unboxed, but you know. I don't want to talk about the URL stuff on because uh, we have Robbie's tech reviews that's still out there lingering. <laughs> I was wondering if he was going to say And I it. can't get Eat rid it. of it. So anywho, go check out the YouTube channel and uh, and yeah, you can you can become a member and we post some behind the scenes stuff there. But we made a video this week uh, kind of filling in our YouTube members. Uh, that's a you know still a, a kind of little small group, but we wanted to extend that to our uh, our podcast family because uh, you guys are awesome. We appreciate you all tuning in. So we wanted to kind of give you all a sneak peek of what we've been working on. And it's still, I'm not going to say it's still like early because we're, we're very close to getting it all finished. Just there's been some little kinks that we've had to work through here the last couple days. Yeah. And as we've done that, uh, we found that uh, where we're hosting it right now just feels a little unsettled um, yeah. for what we're doing. Cause it's a complex thing. So, so what we're doing with, uh, this new venture is is really akin to what we're doing with Chrome Unboxed, and uh, for all intents and purposes, that is not a simplistic website build. Um, a lot of people no. have built websites or stood up a WordPress site, and they're like, "Yeah, it's not that big of a deal." It's pretty easy, right? <laughs> yeah. What, what, the things that we do on the back end with Chrome Unboxed that we've learned over the years um, are not simple, um, yeah. and and so there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of moving parts, and so. Uh, you know, we had, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. So um, we had uh, a hosting account that we use for other smaller things. And we stood up the uh, this new site. Have you said what it is yet? I have not. Okay. I was just waiting for you okay. to, so, <laughs> to to slip up and say it. To, to just say it. No. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we stood it up there and thought, you know, let's let's give this, uh, this hosting company a, a run and see what happens. And before we've even driven any traffic to the site... I can already tell yeah. you this is not going to work. Yeah, out, we've got so. a, a basket, uh, yeah, a basket full of errors, we, and it's just we we want a future proof, and and Chrome Unbox is the same way. We don't we want to build for the future and make room for for growth and all that, and we want to make sure that the site works well for you guys because 
if you all see our new project and you decide you want to follow it on a daily basis and the site is janky, then that looks bad on us and it right. is bad for you. Yeah. Right. So as of right now, uh, it's still a work in progress, but we want you all to go check it out. So head over to GamingUnboxed.com and uh, see what we're doing. We've got a, a kind of similar, you might, you might look at it and say, oh, this looks kind of similar to Chrome Unbox. We've, we've mimicked some of the branding, some of the general layout of Chrome Unboxed, but uh, changed a couple aesthetic things, made it a kind of dark theme. Uh, obviously, we're... We wanted to. We wanted it to be different enough that obviously, like people would know which one they were on. And I think the dark theme looks just so awesome. Robbie has just crushed it on the design. It looks, it's it's perfect. It's very fitting for this industry. I think, uh, yeah. which is the the industry we're kind of going after here. What what we have in mind is is mobile gaming. And and, and the naming here, you know, gaming unboxed is is about kind of unboxing gaming, getting out of the console that is the the box, the Xbox, the PlayStation, you know, yeah, we're, the PC. we're Yeah, we're getting into we're getting into anything you can take with you, anything you can go go game, you know, uh, uh on a walk or whatever. I yeah, mean, and, anywhere. And yeah, and it's it's if you want to get even more ethereal with it, like the idea of gaming kind of being confined for a long time to a a, a room, you yeah. know, place, yeah. Uh, you younger. would have to a lot of younger people play games. A lot of us played a lot more games when we were younger. It was in a dorm room, or yeah. it was in. I mean, even if you were having or, having parties, they were land parties, which right. means you had to yeah. be physically in the <laughs> in same location yeah. as some. I mean, I remember going to land parties where they would have them set up in like the back of like comic book shops yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah, they yeah, would yeah. have rows of computers, and mm-hmm. you're all connected via Ethernet, and it, yeah, old school. Yeah, and so this idea of just kind of seeing, and we talked a little bit about this last week with uh, mobile gaming and, and, and being able to enjoy um, really excellent gaming um, on mobile devices, on devices that a lot of people already have. And, and I think this is changing uh, the perception of gaming. I think it's changing the behavior of people who play games. Um, and, and it's equally uh, creating a situation where people like us who played games like crazy, um, got married, started careers, had children. You know, life catches up to you and you're just like, when in the world am I going to find yeah. time to do this? Like, I'm finding myself playing games on a much more regular basis again because I can do it in, in different ways and I can and do it in different times and wherever I am doesn't really change whether like I don't have to go get my gaming yeah. stuff out it's on the go man just open my my yeah because we we're going to call it on the go gamer like that was that that's the 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 mindset here of, of let's let's look at uh, different ways that that gaming has you know uh, changed and and become more adaptable to our habits and the things that we do on a daily basis. I mean, yeah. we play PUBG every day, uh, right. PUBG mobile, I should say uh, every day. And we just, you know, when it's lunchtime, we're just like, Hey, you want to jump in a match and you just jump in a match. You know, it's not like this. Oh, hold on. Let me get my gaming rig out and right. all this stuff. Like you don't have to do any of those things. And it's just as enjoyable, if not more enjoyable, maybe because I of think that. So, fact. and that's the cool thing because the mobile gaming has reached a turning point because, you know, a few years back, mobile gaming meant you had a mobile, you know, you had a, a Nintendo DS mm-hmm. or you had something like that. It was still a bound platform. You had certain right. games that you could play on your certain, you had your, what's PlayStation's, what's their? View. Uh, Vita. Who? And a PS Vita. I don't know. Sure. Oh, I thought the View was the little 
Oh no, no it was no the view the is thing? was their, that's their TV. Yeah, that's their TV. Anyways, it was yeah, still bound to a platform, and that's that's broken free. So when that, that's the cool thing about gaming unboxes, this isn't just about mobile, as in mobile your phone. This is about games and gaming on the go regardless of the platform because it can right. include stadia and things like that, yeah, that right, right. if i'm at the office and i want to play PUBG on my phone i can or if i'm on vacation and i'm sitting on the beach and i want to grab my chromebook and play PUBG on my chromebook i can do that whatever exactly. it's it's just the the bounds have been broken and that that's where gaming unbox comes in so. yeah and it's it's funny you know the parallels obviously uh to what we're doing with chrome unbox a lot of chrome unbox is about uh, cloud computing and the democratization right. of of computing and being able to log into this device and then just log into that device over there and all your stuff's there and it's like right. this this kind of this new idea of of how to go about computing now we're talking about a new way of going about gaming you know yeah. and it's and uh, it's, and it's a new approach rub, kind of it's going to rub against a lot of uh, people that you know still think or still feel very strongly that you know, uh, to be a real gamer or whatever, you've got to have your RGB keyboard and, yeah. you know, 240 hertz refresh screen. And, sure. you know, and I get that. And and it, it's the same thing we run into with Chrome Unboxed where people are like, well, Chromebooks aren't real computers because I have a mindset of what a computer is. So this is what it's got to be. Right. You can't say that this is that. And and I think we're going to we're gonna run into the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Console gamers. Too. I mean, you know, there's still tons of hardcore I'm an Xbox gamer. That's what, well, that's right. great. But guess what? You're a dying breed, honestly, because even Microsoft sees the writing on the wall that the future is outside of that console. Right. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, we're really excited about it, as I'm sure you can probably tell. Um, and, uh, the, I want to talk a little bit about kind of how this project came up. Um, we have, uh, a colleague that, that we have known for a while that, uh, we, you know, uh, had been in talks with uh, him. Uh, uh, his name is Michael. We had been in talks with him about trying to do um, some writing for Chrome Unboxed, um, but given his uh, current employer, you know, things just weren't working out, and it, it just it wasn't in his best interest to do that. But we've been in touch with him, and you know, uh, uh, this this kind of idea started, I think, brewing when Robbie was thinking about buying the uh, ROG phone, mm-hmm. uh, which lasted. 72 hours i do believe yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. talked about it last week yeah. it burned me yeah yeah <laughs> like it hurt me <laughs> it was reading rumors about the three me. the three last night i saw so, it yeah. I, thought, and I was like you know what you i know what? Not. i've Today. moved i've moved to the <laughs> yeah. one plus eight and i am uh i'm it's as happy. happy with a phone as i've been in a long time so yeah. i'm just i'm just chilling with it yeah i don't, really don't want to go anywhere else with it right now so i think it was in the process of of you make making that purchasing decision that i think you came to the realization that you're just a mobile gamer and you don't need to justify it anymore you can just say cool i'm a mobile gamer like this is what i do yeah this it, is how i play games it was the same feeling of when i finally decided to start using chromebooks uh, as my it, it wasn't a side thing anymore or something i was like oh here's my real computer and here's my chromebook it was like I think I can get away with using this on a daily basis just all the time. Uh, it was a similar feeling to that, and it was a similar feeling uh, with with mobile gaming uh, that I had when, and I think we talked about this last week, uh, of when um, Android apps showed up on Chromebooks, mm-hmm. um, that, that there was something changing, that something was, I don't know, like that, that, that we were <laughs> on the edge of something, yeah. Yeah, something big happening. And, you know, like mobile gaming is... Um, 
I mean, it's just changed drastically. Probably yeah. in just two years. Well, um, I see. I see. You've got your your Call of Duty yeah, thing pulled up here. I pulled so. this up, you know, for the for the reason of saying like, then this has been really cool over the last couple of days. So, Call of Duty Mobile is doing a world championship. Um, I do not consider myself a world class Call of Duty Mobile player, um, but I like the idea of competition. Uh, that's what drives me to play games like these. I, I like to get better each and every time mm-hmm. every match i want to get just a little bit better i yep. want to keep putting in those hours and grinding to to just be more competitive like it's the a, uh, what was the one game in the mall uh where you had had like oh every gosh. single highest so, score and you you had learned every single <laughs> that was killer instinct and killer instinct <laughs> too yeah I'll, we'll digress on this real quick yeah. um so yeah killer instinct one i remember at our local mall um, the, the, where the game room was. This is Gabe will remember this. This is when it was the in the old food court. Game. Yeah, the food oh, yeah, court yeah, area, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the little one. Um, and Killer Instinct was uh, one of a couple games that came out that was uh, basically uh, Nintendo 64 in a arcade box. Yeah. It was before yeah. the 64 came out, uh, but it was using that technology that we all knew was going to be in the Nintendo 64. Anyway, so Killer Instinct comes out. And it is this combo-driven game. Like, you have to learn. Every every character has moved, just like you know, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and all that stuff. There's a combat system that works the same way. But then they had this, like, intricate combo system that was unlike any game that's ever come before it or after it. It wasn't, like, Tekken had combos, and Mortal Kombat ended up having combos. But every character had, like, ten combos you could do. Right. You learned them and you just did them. Mortal Kombat, or uh, Killer Instinct, I'm sorry, was this... Uh, system for comboing that you could do whatever you wanted in it and so there was a it it i can even kind of still remember like if you did an attack that was with because you had it was like street fighters you had light medium and hard kick punch you know so six buttons Um, if you started an attack with like a hard whatever the next move you could do to combo it would be that the next button down so if i did a special move like with a hard kick whatever one of the characters, you know, you did a move and it would be a, a special move. The next, if I hit a medium punch or kick after that, it would do like an automatic, like pop, pop, hit two more. And then you could do another special move. Like tie them all together. Right. Basically. And then yeah. do the next level down to pop, pop, hit another two. And then you could do a finishing part. So you could build unique combos. Yeah, I think about chain drifting on racing games. It's yes. just building same, on same top idea. of it. Yep. So. It's not this like static, hey, here's your combo. It's like you build it. Yeah. You, you can do a five hit or a seven hit or a ten hit or whatever. And then at the end of the match, instead of fatalities, Killer Instinct had ultra combos. So yeah. you could string together like a 16 or 17 hit combo and if they were in the red at that point, you could, you could do, do the combo for like, uh, it was just another special move. And if you did that, it would start the ultra combo, which would add another 17, 18 hit thing on the end. So it was like this like rush to be able to string together the most possible. And so you learned all these like intricate things of like, oh, if you do that and you could add this one extra little uh, punch in there. And so I could string together these 15, 60 hit combos to finish people off. And so that was, there were these guys that were really good at Killer Instinct 1. And, you know, I, I started learning, going and playing and playing and playing. By the time Killer Instinct 2 came out, they kept the same combos. <clears throat> they added more special moves. They added more characters. Yeah. You know, and the, the combo system was just a little cleaner. Uh, me and a buddy really got into it, and we started going. I mean, I was old enough to drive at this point, so we would we would drive over to the mall uh, during the summer, three or four times a week at least, and go play <laughs> Killer Instinct for a few hours. Um, we got so good that the two of us 
uh, back in the day, if you remember, like if, when the game wasn't being played, it would just cycle through the characters and show the top 10 scores. So we would choose the character that we wanted to take the scores, and that would be my guy for the next little bit, and I would take, and I would have all top 10 scores for that, and then my buddy would have the other. There were 10 characters. I had five. He had five, and that was what we did. It got to the point where we got so good at the game, like you could go through and beat the game on one quarter. Play one quarter, start, win, and done. You know, And so it started to lose a little bit of its pristine because it's like they had the high scores and they had the top number. of. So we'd have 10 of our names, our initials, with whatever that number we could get. I think it's like 60 hits or whatever yeah. the top combo was. It would just be the same thing over and over, top 10, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Um, so that, that started losing its luster. And so what we would then do is we would go play for a minute and then leave and go, you know, walk around the mall for a minute and come back. And if somebody was playing or if I was just going to the mall for any reason and someone was playing killer instinct, I would walk up, I would plunk a quarter in, I would select the same character they were using. I would beat them down and then move out of the way and let them have their, so they, they didn't, cause remember if you like mortal Kombat, street fighter, you, you work your way up the tier. If somebody challenges you and beats you, they stay where you're at and you're kicked off the machine. You're done. Um, and so I didn't want to go in and like kick anybody out of their game. I just wanted to beat them and then hang. So I would use whatever character they were using because we knew them all like the back of our hands. And so I'd walk in and just beat them down. What a jerk. <laughs> but it was, it was a yeah, nice jerk. Yeah, you know? yeah. um, it, it was akin to like playing at the par three golf course when I was, when I was younger. Yeah. And when somebody wouldn't let me play through. I'd wait till they were taking like one step off the green and go ahead and hit. Land so the ball was right on the, the green, like there. ten feet behind them. <laughs> what the? Pass, oh yeah, passive aggressive competitiveness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um, that 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 explains a little bit about like the way I <laughs> I went about playing games when I was younger. So the so the Call of Duty thing now. You so know, yeah, <laughs> the same same competitive thing is happening here. So they're doing this World Championship and they're doing it as like a true open. So imagine like you know the U.S. Open golf tournament. Like the U.S. Open is called an open tournament because it's open. Like literally any amateur can go play in a qualifier. The, qualify. yeah. yeah, you just got to go. You have to get your official handicap or whatever for that, you know, and go to a qualifier. Same thing here. You have to work up in the ranked matches, which doesn't take long to get to a veteran status on here. Uh, it doesn't, <laughs> literally doesn't take much at all um, to get to that. Um, and if you're in that for these periods of time, I just happen to notice this. This is the final weekend of of the open stuff. Um, you go in, you click register, and your next 10 ranked games uh, are you basically competing to try to get into this tournament. And so um, last night, I, I just saw this, and I hadn't been playing ranked games uh, for a little while because I was like, I don't really know what the point of being ranked is because there were no competitions. And so uh, I, every season, I think, that starts, they bump you back. And so I'd, I'd been like a veteran five or something, and I'd been bumped all the way back to like a rookie two or something. And so, but it didn't take me I know, probably five, six rounds, and I was already back to veteran one again. Um, and so I hit, you know, register, and my next ranked match goes, you get 10, 10 matches. And apparently the rank you are and the whether you win or not in the match, which, you know, you can't win by yourself. You're on a team. Right. But you can help. Um, I played two, won both of them and had like 25 or 30 kills in both. Yeah. And so, but I've only gotten 10 points 
uh, for both of those wins. I only have 10 matches. You got to get 80 points to qualify. Ooh. So I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm not playing them in just like random times. I'm waiting until I'm like, okay, I can focus in here because <laughs> I want to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If nothing else, I think the first round, if you get to play, they'll team you up with people. Um, and, and you'll, so you'll have your team basically yeah. or whatever. Um, I, I don't foresee me going too far. Um, and that's cool, it, but it's just the competitive, like the tournament thing and, and just kind of to get to be a part of, of this and maybe get some, you know, cool loot in the game. And, and the fact that this stuff's open and these things are happening, like this is not new in gaming, but it's pretty new in mobile gaming for for stuff like this to be going on. And PUBG has a yeah. really massive esports kind of thing going Mo- on. Mobile PUBG e-sport mobile. thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, go just go type PUBG uh, mobile esports into YouTube and look at. Some they have of the like videos. a trailer. They, there's oh, one trailer that we watched. That I mean, it's an arena, and there's dudes sitting down on couches playing PUBG on their phones yeah, with crowds just around it. So it's no different than any other esport. It's just this happens to be on a mobile game because guess what? That's where people are right now. That's where, you know, interested people are. Nobody yeah. wants to watch, you know, regular PUBG played because a lot of people don't play it. But a lot of people play PUBG Mobile. So right. it makes it, you want to watch other people, other people be great at yeah. something. Well, and that's that's what's fun about, you know, I mean, these YouTube gamers that blew up. People like watching. I mean, obviously, part of it is just purely entertainment, right? I mean, some of these characters are are just entertaining. But it's also fun watching someone play a game that that you play, where you can be like, "Oh, okay, oh, that's how they do that." I mean, there's multiple things in PUBG Mobile. Yeah, like, like, wow, how are they doing this? Like, what reflexes? Oh my gosh, I mean, they're gonna be so good. There's like multiple things about. PUBG Mobile that there's stuff that'll pop up in my YouTube feed every now and then I'll sit and watch these guys play PUBG Mobile um, and I mean there's like a couple little moves you know that you learn of like alright hey if I'm if I'm if I'm on the edge of a building you know instead of just popping over I should crouch and then pop over and then stand up and then pop over like right. just and these little things and, yeah. these little things that they do and you can kind of learn from it so it's so you know like you said now that now that there's these tournaments and things happening and there's more people playing these games. Well, there's more people streaming these games because people like watching the games that they play, you know? Exactly. And so it's, um, it's and interesting, I- you know, and we, we think that we think that this is, is obviously it's already, uh, you know, a worldwide thing and there's so many people playing mobile games, but we think there's, we think there's content to be uh, created around this. And we think there's a lot of interesting things to talk about and different games that are coming out and different hardware that you can use and, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna kind of let this thing kind of uh, evolve the same way we have with Chrome Unbox. Right, you know, with Chrome right. Unbox, we had a pretty clear picture. I think whenever you guys first started writing articles, you had a pretty clear picture of what you wanted to write about. But it's yeah. just evolved over time, Absolutely. right? And as as things kind of grow, and and so you know, we've got uh, we've got this colleague uh, Michael that that's going to be kind of. I don't know, main main editor, main writer for this uh, mm-hmm. for this site. Yeah. He's going to be cranking out a lot of the content, and he's excited. And he's Absolutely. already he's already queued up a, a ton of articles, and he he has the passion for it. And not that we don't have the passion for it. It's just you know he's really he's really involved. He knows in it. a lot more than we do. Yeah, we have our games that we like to play, and and Robbie is an industry expert on which triggers to buy for your phone. But other <laughs> than that, you know, I haven't been into gaming hardware since my days of building windows machines and playing steam and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, he has a passion for it. And Joe's talking about how it evolves just in the past week. We, you know, with, with Michael's input have 
curated new ways that we we see this expanding and things that yep. we can talk about and do and that there's there's a lot of stuff to cover because even though mobile gaming is a niche somewhat it's kind of it's a exponentially larger niche than chrome os so. and it's, it's crazy even looking at the just the difference in a couple of years i mean it was just a few years ago like you thought about playing games it's candy crush and angry birds you know or what was the one where Clash you, of Clans? Where you run the nonstop runners and you swipe. Oh, uh, uh, Temple, Temple Run. run. Temple Run, yeah. yeah. And Subway Surfer. Yeah, and those yeah. types of games are fun and, and kind of entertaining. And I'm, I don't want to dismiss the the market value <laughs> of those games. But they're nothing like Call of Duty Mobile or PUBG no, Mobile. I mean, these are I mean, these are console. Yeah, slash. and to me, those are... And it's not that they're mindless. I mean, I've, I've played games like that. It's just they're... A lot of games like that are, are time killer games. They're just right. something that you can sit and just kind of check out and entertain yourself they're not competitive level evolving your gameplay things right. like that i mean they're yeah strategic yeah you know, like there's just so much that goes into these games and i think like the next barrier that's probably going to break with with mobile games is these bigger adventure type games sure um michael uh, has uh, a post going up about uh, a game i can't think of the name of it now um that you know, he he said, "Hey, look if if you liked uh, Breath of the Wild." Um, Is it no? Oh, I can't man. think of the name of it. Um, it's not the Ember thing. That was something different. No, uh, but it's a it's a mobile game, but it's kind of open world yeah. style thing, and the the. the fact of the matter is if nintendo was able to pull off zelda breath of the wild on the switch the switch is no more powerful than i'd actually say my phone's probably way more powerful than the nintendo switch yeah uh across the board it's a it's a more powerful device the more powerful processor more ram more storage everything it's got a better screen on it you know all that stuff so it just takes developers deciding that they're really going to invest. Like Nintendo obviously made the decision years ago, like Switch is where we're going. We're going to invest heavily in this and we're going to write games that take full advantage of this this hardware as, as well as we can. And the fact that Breath of the Wild even exists on Switch is kind of mind-boggling. Um, and, and so it tells me that those types of large sure. open-world adventures yeah. can happen on Android and iOS. And the game that he's um, uh, talking about that should be out pretty soon there's already gameplay trailers and stuff of it yeah it's a little more anime driven as far as the way it looks mm-hmm. uh, but same idea these you know you you gather things and it's this open world stuff and i think those types of larger uh adventures are, are going to be the next thing that really kind of takes mobile gaming by storm right. and you know as if you're a gamer and you're like i i love playing shooters and you know um battle royale stuff like that stuff's fun there's part of me that I, I like to get into a good adventure game and I just, I'm not going to do it on a console because I'm not going to go sit at home when I have my time at home. But if I can take it in these little bite sized mm-hmm. parts, 10, 15, 20 minutes here, there, right. yeah, you know, and breath of the wild was kind of that way for me. Cause I had to switch, you know, I could take and, it with yeah. me. And that's the way, uh, like I started playing, um, what was it? The touring test. Yeah. yeah, and I'm still kind of getting into it, but it does have like a portal feel to it, which I'm a huge portal fan. I love portal, but I would never sit at home and play it on my TV, even though that would be a great place to play it. That's that's my family. That's at home. But right. I can sit here and I can knock out 15 minutes just playing or messing with one of the puzzles right. on there or whatever. It's 
And since it's Stadia, I mean, technically, you buy one of those claws, you yeah. slap your phone in, like those types of games that well, don't require. Not, not my phone. <laughs> no, well, I guess not mine either. Right is it not? I don't, oh, I thought it I was. Know. I think it is. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe oh. it is. I don't remember. He hasn't tried. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've no, got the I don't, little. I don't play Stadia on my phone. I still have my little claw, so we can try it out here in a little. Yeah, because uh, Robbie. I well, who broke that? I yeah, smashed right. it. Yeah. I don't know what what I was doing. Mine was fine. I crushed it. I don't know what Robbie did. But we only have one. I bought one as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so mine's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought like you like glued it together. I was looking at it the other day like, no. this thing's perfect. How did no, you fix this? This is, yeah. Okay, I 3D yeah. printed it back together. I'm sure, I'm sure mine's in the trash because I destroyed it. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. One one plus good. eight is on the official list. Well, there we go. Yeah. So you I can, can play. play Stadia. So, you know, I all of this to say, I just, we're, we're clearly excited about this and I think that there, there's a certain energy, and you said this a minute ago, there's a certain energy around this that feels kind of similar to when Chrome OS was at its kind of turning point. And same way same way we kind of took a risk when we started Chrome Unbox. I mean, we weren't totally sure that it was going to take off and, and do what it's it's done. I mean, yeah. you know, there were, <laughs> there were some conversations I remember in this room next door right here where we were like... Uh, I mean, may, may, it, it could just go away. I mean, there's yeah. a chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a decent chance it could just go away. And I'm not saying mobile gaming is going to go away, but is there is there enough content? Is there enough things for us to talk about? I really think so. Oh, uh, yeah. But maybe yeah. not. I don't know. And that's why, like, that's what's really exciting about this. And that's that's any entrepreneurial endeavor. You know, there's some bit of risk in it, but we're just we're really excited about it. And the energy's there. And and I think that having uh, having Michael kind of run with this, we're going to contribute when we can. Uh, you know, I've got a, I've got an article. I've already been thinking about about why Tony Hawk uh, one and two remastered need to come to Stadia, um, <laughs> which yeah, 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 everybody's got their thing. Yeah, you know, I would, dude, I was I'm, so I'll bummed. be over at Joe's house every day. I was so <laughs> bummed when they we're we're gonna be eating pizza, drinking Mountain Dew, yes. <laughs> playing Tony Hawk. Uh, oh man. So yeah, I mean that 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 we're gonna contribute here and there. Michael's gonna drive this, but we want you guys to go check it out. Go to gamingunbox.com. Uh, we we're not gonna link this in the show notes. Probably I don't I don't know no, that we want it out we there. We don't want to put it that out way that um, strongly yet. But yeah, if you're but, listening and you've yeah. you've listened to us ramble this long, exactly. Yeah, we're excited about it. So go yeah. go to gamingunboxed.com and check it out. If if you notice some uh, weird things happening, it's yeah, just because we're transitioning. Yeah, we're still the hosting ironing and, some things out. It'll be yeah. it'll be all cleared up by next by the end of the weekend. So yeah, the 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 idea is kind of a soft launch this weekend. Uh, start dripping out some content, um, and then next week. Maybe, depending on this hosting situation, uh, we'll probably make more of a formal announcement through mm-hmm. Chrome Unboxed. Um, we've got we've got a pretty fun giveaway that we're going to yeah, be doing. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. So we're going to be announcing that on the YouTube channel and uh, on the website. So you can go check that out as well. And then, I mean, as we start growing this thing, uh, we're, we're interested in having uh, maybe a whole separate podcast for this. We're interested in obviously doing a, a YouTube channel, but that's kind of later down the road. Uh, right now, it's the the focus is is the website and social media. So check out the website. Uh, there's not a whole lot on social media, but the channels are out there. If you want to go search for Gaming Unboxed on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, go ahead and give us a follow there as well. But uh, we're just we're just very very excited. I mean, as I'm sure you can tell that we've been talking about it for 30 minutes now because it's exciting. It's something yeah. new. It's the first it's the first project that we've um, kind of spun out of our unbox media brand um which is why we created our company in this way and we 
we wanted to uh, kind of take this formula that we have for Chrome Unboxed, like Robbie said, uh, that the all the things, <laughs> all these little things that we've accumulated over the years and figured out about all the hosting stuff, about how to dis- how to do ads, how to how to get it out into Discover on people's phones, and all these different things that we figured out. We we realized that there was an opportunity to do this and to take that formula and apply it to a new category, to a new a new brand and. Gaming Unboxed is the first of that, and uh, there was some there were some really really cool comments on on YouTube. Our members were just saying some things, you know, about this. This just kind of seems like the infancy of of what we're doing, and they could see us doing other things. And you know, I I don't know I don't know that we'll do anything else, but Gaming Unboxed is the first of that, and we're going to tackle it one thing at a time. And just really excited to get Gaming Unboxed out there and uh, see what you all think. So go check it out. Go to gamingunboxed.com and. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that there's anywhere that you could necessarily give feedback right now. I mean, they could, uh, is there a contact form on there or anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, uh, I guess, no, actually, I guess the social media, Hey, the social media is up. So just go yeah. on Twitter yeah. and go on Twitter and hit us up. It's yeah. just at comments. gaming. Un- yeah. Comments, yeah, I mean, yeah, comments, comments on are site. on if you want to comment on an article. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You could leave some feedback that way or, uh, or, or yeah, go on social media, send us a message on, on Twitter, uh, or Facebook or Instagram. I think the Instagram is the only one that's different. The other two are just gaming unboxed, and then Instagram is gaming unboxed official because there's someone else with gaming unboxed. I've sent them multiple messages, politely for asking you. for them to. <laughs> they haven't posted anything, and I mean, gosh, Years, uh, it's it? three three hundred and twenty seven weeks. Oh, so Lord. six years. Yeah, yeah, no activity. Wow. So I'm 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 hoping that. If if we end up getting the site stood up and and getting uh, there's there's some opportunity that we can maybe trademark some things with this brand so uh, we'll we'll see we'll see <laughs> but for right now gaming unboxed official on on Instagram but yeah hit us up I mean if anything you can just send us a, a message on Chrome Unbox and say hey I was checking yeah. out checking out gaming unbox and notice this or have some thoughts about this so uh, you can send us a, a voice message on anchor if that's you want right to. there, there you go, go. <laughs> and i will say like w- one of the cooler things about this uh this endeavor is just the fact that um i think this is going to give us the opportunity to reach out because we've had people over the years say i mean i'd love to see you all review ipads and i'd love to see you all review you know ios devices and i'd love yep. to see you review this this, this you know and this, while it's not going to be you know completely broad scope, it it allows for a lot more opportunity for yeah. us to include other ecosystems. Sure. So instead of feeling like most of the time we have to stick with with you know Chrome and Boxed, obviously we're Chromebook centric. It's Chrome OS right. at, at the heart. This kind of opens itself up. Yeah, because we have a lot of a lot of hardware companies that reach out to us and say, hey, do you want to review this? And there's a lot of things that we would love to review. But if it doesn't make sense for Chrome OS, we feel like we're kind of detracting from our brand. So we don't do that. This opens the door for that, you know, like, I I don't know, monitors, just different stuff that, you know, hardware setups for gaming that we would love to review. And now this kind of opens the door for that. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see because I think, Ultimately, as much as we love Chromebooks and Chrome OS, you know, there's um, we're we're growing alongside of that market, and it's you know this kind of just slow, steady growth, and and that's great. Um, but I think Gaming Unboxed, if it takes off and takes hold, uh, has a lot higher 
potential yeah, the, the at market, this moment. The market potential, the, the segmentation of it is is very is very different. You know, there's a, there's a lot uh, a, a lot of different things we can talk about and and different different hardware we can cover and all sorts of stuff. So uh, so yeah, go check it out. Let us know. Um, but for right now, we're going to take a break and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. We are going to dig in, do some Chrome OS news now. We were excited about Gaming Unboxed. Yes. Sorry, not sorry. Mm. We're uh, we're letting you guys in. Yeah, Exclusive. it's kind of a, it's, it's an exclusivity thing. Yeah, you know, got to give you guys the full rundown of what we're uh, what we're doing. And I do want to make sure and reiterate, like I think we've done a good job of saying this so far, but you know. With Gaming Unboxed, Michael's going to be taking the brunt of those posts. Like, it's not like we're going, well, we're going to, you know, go, go over here now. and do this yeah, We're thing not now. scaling back Chrome Unboxed. Not at all. It, it, if, if our efforts on Gaming Unboxed detract from Chrome Unboxed, then we, we'll need to reorganize stuff. That's not the intention. This is no. a new brand under our company that we want to, and I mean, who knows what it'll look like five years from now. We could, yeah, we yeah, could, we don't we could that, have unboxed but, everything. Who knows? Right. But for right now, like yeah. don't, don't expect there to be any difference. Cause yeah. I know there's a ton of people that come to our website, go view our YouTube stuff and, and listen to this podcast that don't give a rip about gaming. Yeah, right? exactly. And hopefully and we fine. didn't bore you to death in the beginning there, but also Robbie hope, talking about killer instinct, but, but also <laughs> hopefully you understand like where we're coming from yeah. uh, and why we're interested in all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and knowing that there's going to be overlap of people, uh, but it does not mean that we are going to uh, supplant uh, Chrome unboxed in any way, shape or form. That's, that is not the plan. That's not on the roadmap. That's not even a consideration at this point for us. This, we're business as usual uh, with with Chrome Unboxed. Yeah, so. right. That's right. But you have brought up a new life goal. Um, sometime in the possibly foreseeable future, we need to have a full size Killer Instinct arcade game in the yes. studio. I did find I think that's a great idea. Uh, my wife has completely like our basement was a catastrophe. He had one. Robbie had one in his basement. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was under all the junk. We had so much stuff. Like. She had stuff, and I had stuff when we got married, so that stuff went together, and then we got more stuff and moved into a slightly bigger house that had a nice full basement, and it just got full of stuff, and she has gone through uh, in this time and cleaned the whole thing out. Like, we've, we've put up 10 big six-foot, you know, shelves down there, and they're all, everything's organized. Like, she knows where everything is now. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, we got a Peloton, and, you know, it's down there, and so there's, like, a space for working out. There's a kid's space. There's a couch, and, like... It's cool. Oh, it's actually so nice. we actually go down there and, and do stuff now. Uh, it's still just an unfinished basement, but uh, in the mix of all that, she unearthed uh, our Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. Oh got man, Ocarina of Time, dude. Why is it I've not got here? Golden Eye, bro. I've got Killer Instinct sixty four. Do you have Killer Instinct? Do you have Gold? Wave Runner? I don't. I think I probably have it. I have, have Mario. I have Mario Kart. Gabe's got Mario Kart. Dude, Crash why are we, why are we even podcasting right, right now? All right, everyone. No, thanks joking. for tuning in. We'll <laughs> no, I've this got, could be like an inaugural 
thing for gaming unboxed. Yes, just a, a live stream of us playing Mario Kart. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> we've got to find the hardware because I have controllers. Do you have? Oh, do you, but we need the cable because yeah, I've got, got all that. Mine's all in a box. I have every bit of it. But the sixty four is RGB or, or whatever. It's the the red, yeah. white, and yellow. No TVs have that. Yeah, anymore. they make little adapters that go to HDMI. I got. I yeah. got. I got you, you got that. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, we're definitely going to do that, and then I can show you guys yeah. Killer Instinct. Yeah, what I'm dude. talking about? Because yeah, Killer Instinct Gold on 64 is basically Killer Instinct yeah. Two. Um, dude, let's they just do renamed it. it so. Yeah, because before I got married and uh, I had moved a couple times, and I had been hanging on. Um, I, I managed a restaurant uh, here in town, and they remodeled. And when they did, they put in flat screen TVs, and they had in the bar area regular televisions and one of those regular televisions was a 65 inch 1080p rear projection oh, television. Man. one of those big boxes beast but yeah. i carried this thing up a flight of stairs with some people it was horrible but i had uh, some gaming systems hooked up to that and i had the i had to buy one of the little thing yeah so little i've got HDMI i got all that thing. i got all that stuff cool so uh so yeah we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll so that's gonna happen we'll, we'll do that but uh but uh so let's dig into some of this Chrome OS news. So we've got uh, a couple things about Lenovo, uh, which you've probably been hearing us talk a lot about. Yeah. Uh, the <clears throat> Lenovo Duet. Let's just let's just get that let's get that elephant out of the room. We've talked on this podcast before about the Lenovo Duet and how excited we were, and then we um, bought and reviewed the 10e, which is the rugged version. And through that process of reviewing that device, Robbie discovered that the output display output stuff wasn't working was, yeah, and, and, and that, so then we were well, like well yeah. is that going to happen on the duet and we're not sure and <laughs> surely not surely not surely it'll work right because we've talked i mean i remember on this podcast saying this could be that kind of one device for me where i can have it at the house doing stuff i can knock out some articles at the house and then i can bring it here and dock it and that's my work computer right uh and that's just not the case and if it weren't not. for this one nit yeah, it could be. <laughs> it would be fine. for a lot uh, of people. Uh, yeah, and then fortunately, that all carried over our our review of this device. I've got it in front of me right now. We'll go out. Uh, yeah, early next early week. next week. Yeah, uh, most of it's filmed and it's being put together and all that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> what what we noticed is other reviewers reviewing this uh, didn't really focus on that at all. And so I kind of was taking that into um, consideration as I was using this Chromebook because there's. There's a few things that are interesting about this um, this device, and mainly it's the fact that it's a tablet first, so that's that's interesting. Its price point is super interesting. I mean, two hundred eighty dollars is crazy with an included keyboard. Yeah, with the keyboard. I mean, it feels great. It looks great. Um, super bright screen, so four hundred nit, um, full View, HD plus. Viewing angles are fantastic. Yeah, it, just, it just looks great, and it's 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 kind of fun to use, you know, as a tablet. And because because Chrome OS is <laughs> Much better now. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, you know, I don't want to, again, you don't want to buy something based on, oh, you know, it's going to get better. But they really just introduced a lot of these little, you know, uh, uh, gestures, gestures to get yeah. around. And it is going to get better. I and mean, it's going to get smoother. But it's already kind of fun on this device already. Um, yeah. So, you know, there, there's some benefit to be had there. For me, it was difficult to review because I'm not a tablet user. I am and have been for a long time now. Since Chromebooks have gotten thin and light and great on battery, I'm a big screen phone and a Chromebook guy. So if I'm at home yeah. and I'm on the couch, it's usually the phone. Uh, if I need a larger screen to do something or we've got to interact with something, 
I'm quick to just grab my Chromebook, flip it open. My wife is the same way now. Like she's, she's got a 15 inch, the Acer 15, the, the one with the Pentium in it. And you know, I've, I tried to show her this tablet a little bit like, Oh, you could do this. And she's like, why would I do that when I could just grab my Chromebook? I, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. Um, I was just showing you, okay? I don't right. know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Um, and then with convertible Chromebooks, like if you want to mess with some tablet stuff, you get a convertible Chromebook, you know? And I don't know. So they, they kind of filled that need for me. Um, and so there's not a lot that this thing does for me personally that puts it in the realm of like, I've got to have this thing. It's, it's going to take the place of such and such. It was... I'm going to add this into my daily flow of things. So I literally had to force myself to use it um, on, on a daily basis to get a feel for it because I'm not a tablet user. That's just not the case with everyone. A lot of people like tablets. They like the portability of them. They like the size of them. They like, you know, just holding and using a tablet. They like touch interface stuff, uh, but a larger size screen than the phone. So I tried to consider all that stuff when we did the review of this. And so the display output thing, while is it's troublesome to me uh, and I think it it mars the experience a bit because ultimately I wanted this to be a fun tablet and then also a, a Chromebook like yeah. it it's in the yeah, name exactly. Lenovo Chromebook duet you know and it ships with a keyboard and it has a full desktop interface just like any other Chromebook does so I'm, I'm still confused as to why like if, if they put this processor in and said oh well there's a problem and, and we've already dug into that like we know that Maybe the processor by itself can't do this, but we're seeing other boards based on the same base board that this thing is with a added piece of hardware, and it works. You know, or right. they, you can clearly tell that's what they're doing. They're adding a thing right. that's going to allow it to do 4K out. So exactly. the choice not to do that here uh, is super confusing to me. Um, it is when you look at Chrome OS as a whole. Right. The, it, it's it's like they made this device an exception to the rule for no for no reason for no reason there's it's not no like, reason for yeah, it yeah it's not like the the absence of this feature makes this a better tablet mm -hmm. it doesn't change it at nope. all like it doesn't change it at all it just it just takes away a feature it that makes a worse it makes a worse chromebook the tablet experience isn't going to change but right. now you've nerfed its ability as a chromebook which is what it is right and and it's weird cuz it comes with a <clears> keyboard and so you're um, encouraged by what comes in the box to use it in that way. Like you're encouraged to open it up and flip the stand out and use it. And to be honest, I mean, Joe, you dealt with it. Um, Gabe, you've used it. You don't want to use this thing for more than 45 minutes no. in that form. Like it, it is 100% the keyboards there. And I said this in the interview or an interview in the review, you'll, you'll hear me talk about this. It, it's, it's there when you need it kind of thing. It's nice to have when you need right. it. Yeah. But it did not. This is not a go-to everyday use all the time keyboard trackpad yeah. setup. It's just not. Yeah, I mean, not I, built for that. You know, Robbie's back on the Samsung. I work off the Pixelbook Go from the daily, and when I'm at home, I just use it. But when I'm at work and I'm at the office, I'm plugged in external keyboard and an external right. monitor. And I am too. Like that's I'll, my normal setup. And I know for some people, it's not. A lot of people work directly on a laptop. Right. You're not going to want this device anyway. No, it's and too see, small. And here's the deal. Like had had the external thing worked out, then okay. Okay, you, you use this the way it's set up for quick hit stuff. And then, hey, I'm going to dig in. I'm going to be here for a little bit. Well, cool. You have Docking. one of these multiple monitors that we've we've used before. You just that plug it into that. And it, it becomes your secondary display. Right. You have your keyboard with you and a mouse. And boom, you, you know, you've got a nice setup at any 
table especially that's especially like for an editor. Portable. Imagine having your editor on this, and right. you're, oh, this I mean, is perfect. It'd be great, and and so yeah, that that part's frustrating, but it's frustrating for people like us. I I don't know that uh, people ju- yeah people going to buy this. I think are going to buy um, are looking also at Samsung's cheap tablets. Yeah. They're looking at Amazon uh, Fire tablets. Maybe they just maybe want a tablet. A, maybe even the cheap iPad. You right, know? and so I. I had to look at it from that perspective and go, okay, you know, are people buying iPads because they're looking at it? You know, iPads can't do that either. Right. They can mirror their their display, but you're not going to use it in an extended form or fashion. Right. Um, I don't. I have no idea what a Fire tablet, if it would even do anything when you plug in. Uh, most most Android devices don't. Um, so from that perspective, and and trying to understand um, the perspective of people who want to just use a tablet. Um, this is a fantastic device. Yeah. You know, uh, it just, it's the right perspective. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing. Cause I saw the Verge had written, I guess Walmart has put out a $99 Android 10 tablet. Yeah. It's like two gigs of Ram, which honestly where Android is, is it's a little thin. I got, I have a one gig tablet and it's, Yikes. it's unusable. Right. Uh, but if you're going to spend $99 on a Android tablet from Walmart or 200 and, $279, on this device, I would, not tell even you, I would tell you to get this device all day yeah. long. Yeah. I mean, right. it's a no-brainer. Not even the same league, really. And I looked around at some some of the different Android tablets that are available. <clears throat> I mean, you can get some of Samsung's low-end ones, and I've, I've used one. We used one for mm-hmm. that Stadia yeah. uh, NVIDIA video. Um, and they're, they're sluggish. Um, they are, and that's not with a keyboard. That's You're not getting any display-out stuff. You have no desktop whatsoever and those you know, things run that one that you had was 300 something dollars right yeah 250 300 um and so you know when you start comparing apple to apples and looking around mm-hmm. and seeing what you get for this kind of price point mm-hmm. um it i think the, the verge maybe or somebody wrote an article and they just said you know this thing has no business being this cheap yeah, yeah. it's affordable and, and i think that's the the, the takeaway here yeah, the like, sentiment across the industry seems to be that and they are right so so when you know when you listen to what robbie's saying and what we're talking about it being a productivity tool and it not being used for that understand that what you're seeing from other reviews they are they're right we don't disagree with them there's just a major sense of disappointment that it could have been more yeah and and there are others coming that might do it yeah right uh, yeah Right, uh, which and do is it better. Weird, we just, yeah. And Lenovo's proved that they can do it for this price, so the others should be able to follow up with right. comparables. Because, because yeah. make no mistake, the hardware on this thing is it's for great. the prices. I mean, it, it's shocking. Four hundred nit display, is premium. The, back, the back's metal, right? So yeah, the bottom yeah. two thirds is all aluminum, yeah. and then yeah. the top is like a fiberglass yeah. plastic thing. And almost, I'm assuming that's where all the antennas. You know what? And stuff it, are. it almost reminds me a little bit. I thought whenever I first started feeling it, obviously I knew it wasn't glass, but which pixel was it that had the like frosted frosted glass type thing? Was that two? No, the two had a metal back. Uh, the, one I'm the three does. Three's got a frosted glass back. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Joe's, yeah. Joe's got it in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> you have the black one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you have the black one, it's actually a glossy black. Yeah. No, yours is frosted in it. Yeah. The Pixel Four did a, a glass, yeah. glossy black glass. Like back. I almost thought it was this, and that's how good of quality it is. That right. was my point. Like this feels to me. Whenever I first was using it, felt 
yeah, fairly similar. I remember picking it up when, in Vegas when we walked in, and my immediate thought was, this looks like it could be a Pixel This device. is a googly looking yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. It's very Pixel-esque. Um, pixel book, Pixel phone, whatever. Yeah. But the, the, the bug report that you had submitted about <laughs> the display uh, has been squashed, basically. Like, they're, yeah. they've yeah. said it's not going to happen. There is... They're, no, they're not going to add it, the functionality. It was in reference to the 10e, but I mean, this and the 10e are literally carbon copies. They're they're two different overlays, but it's the same base board. People board have said them. they have different processors, but it's just it's a different named processor. Yeah, correct. It's, it's the same processor, same. different name. P60T or 8183, depending on what you. Yeah, looking at. and there, it's if same. you go to MediaTek's website, they actually have a page that s- it has both of those names on there. It's processor. the same chip. Processor yeah. names are. Um, or easy, yeah. right? Yeah, and I mean, in the yeah. sc- literally the screen is the same on these things. Like it, um, they're yeah. almost identical devices. So yeah, it's if not going to happen. Not going to happen on the tinny. It's not going to happen on this either. Um, and and again, there wasn't much in me that was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna come out and fix this. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like, but it was kind of like a, a side hope. Maybe they will. Uh, and, and it would have been interesting to see how it would have changed the use case for this, but. In any yeah. event, it's not going to change. It's not going to get, you know, quote unquote fixed because they're saying, hey, it's not a bug. It's not something wrong. This is a choice that the manufacturer made when they chose the way that they put yeah. their device together. Exactly. And, and they're right. Yeah. You know, it's not a bug. It's, I don't know, a missing functionality. Yeah. It's, it would almost be like going to the bug report and be like, hey, I can't plug my earphones Right. into the side of this. Can you add a headphone jack to this? <laughs> Can you add a software headphone jack? I would like, like a software yeah, headphone yeah, yeah. jack on this. Um, They're going to be like, use your USB-C with the included dongle. Because <laughs> that's what the manufacturer decided yeah, to do. Exactly. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. Um, but I think once, to me, seeing that the bug report was done, it wasn't going to happen. Not that it like... I, it's almost just like I can kind of close that door and just kind of, all right, cool. Right. That's not going to happen. I just got to, I got to accept that this is the way this thing yeah. is. This is what, this is how you'll use it. It's, it's not that that's not the use case. And, and maybe there will be some later, but for right now, this is just how it is, you know? Maybe. And, and it, it almost kind of yesterday, whenever I got home, I was uh, sitting out on the back porch and just scrolling through some things with it. And it's like, this thing's amazing. And it's so snappy, like, and all the gestures work so well. Yeah, and that's that's only going to get better. And it's like, so it's like, I almost am enjoying it more now that I'm just all in on using it. Yeah, as absolutely. the tablet, and not worrying about the display stuff because yeah. I just know it's not going to happen. And that's what someone had mentioned a, a dock like they have for one of their Amazon tablets or something. And if they did that, honestly, if they made a dock that had Bogo Pen connectors, and this was just your living room end table device. Yeah, sure. And there's for a casting and playing a game and well, reading ambient, stuff. As ambient mode comes up for Chrome OS, yeah, I mean, get, it, it turns into a, a tablet slash kind of what this Lenovo thing we have over here is yeah. supposed to be, but yeah, but it's better. Weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. so so yeah, it, I think re- full review coming. <laughs> I think you can already and, you yeah, can already and, tell and, where we're where we're heading with this thing. It's it's a great device. Uh, just stay tuned for that yeah. full review next Robbie week. Robbie had mentioned this the other day, and, and I've dug around to look, and I can't find anything. But you know who needs to do this? And it doesn't have to be a tablet. Asus needs to come out with the C102. 100%. 100%. With this processor. 100%. Full support for 1080 output yep. to it. And well, apparently, like we already tell, they're, they're doing... Uh, up to 4K 30. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah. That, that's a non-issue as yeah. long as the that little the that little the, the little mucks. Yeah, is is in place. So I mean, yeah, the 
if you're not familiar, those C100, C101 uh, were those little first, com- it, literally the C100 was the first convertible Chromebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was done before Chrome OS had any kind of tablet. So you would flip it around, nothing would happen. It would it would turn the keyboard the and same, trackpad off, and it yep, was the same interface. It was, it was a touchscreen desktop. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which made no sense at the time, by the way. Um, but, but it was people cool. love it, man. Yeah, people it was, love it was the cool. And, and for what it was like, uh, the way it was built. I mean, all aluminum. <clears throat> you know, it had some <clears throat> decent I/O on it, and it was a sixteen by ten screen, so it was twelve eighty by eight hundred. Um, but a little ten point one inch Chromebook, and people loved it. And they made the one hundred one kind of quietly yeah a little bit disappointing but it wasn't horrible it's was a little overpriced yeah um, that was the problem with it because that rock chip in its day wasn't horrible but it's it the same great. one that uh the samsung um, plus, plus yeah. shipped with the very first plus and it it was better than the samsung as far as speed because it had less pixels on the screen to deal right. with like the samsung's pushing you know that quad hd plus yeah. what they were thinking there uh, but it should have been two hundred and fifty dollars or three hundred. Yeah. yeah. You, know. Um, you know, and it never had more than four gigs of RAM. I think yeah. they tried to ship it with two, and so yeah. I mean, they come out with a four one twenty eight version of that with the you know this MediaTek processor inside, and you know slap heck, slap this panel on it, put this screen yeah. right here. By on the it. way, because we we we're always complaining that manufacturers aren't putting eight gigs in these core i3 devices, and I understand that these lower power devices don't need eight gigs. But Samsung has a six gig variant of their Samsung Chromebook Four. Yeah, why can't we use six gigs of RAM in a Chromebook? I mean, yeah, why is no one else doing this? Honestly, yeah, that's, and that's a weird thing to even see. But yeah, I don't. You don't want to go all the way to eight, which doesn't really cost you that much yeah, anyway. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, or at yeah. least let me make it swappable. Something. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, they did they're it. Gonna, they're going to solder everything onto the board. That Not going to happen. <laughs> you can yeah. upgrade nothing. But yes, I yeah. agree. The ASUS needs to come out with the. Uh, it was the original Chromebook Flip. That was what it was called. Yeah, it was, it the, was the Flip, flip. C100. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was the what started their whole flip line. They need to go back to that with this processor, this display panel, yeah. these internals. Just yeah. add the X, you know, and and they could they could use some of their newer like the look and feel of like oh, the man. 436 yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. That more squared off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it would be an exciting, be tasty. Yeah. So let's talk about one other new device. Uh, new device. New 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 device. Noonan. Let's talk about a new device that uh, is, I don't know how many retailers, but uh, Gabe, you can you can fill us in here. Another Lenovo device, the Flex 5, which we yeah. got hands-on with out in Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, we'll make sure to link that video, and uh, it is available for purchase. It is. Did we buy one? We did. It's on, It's well, it might be on the way. It's supposed to be here Tuesday. Uh, I wrote a piece a couple of weeks ago about this, how this device could possibly be one of the one of the biggest devices of 2020 and for whatever reason i guess people agree with me because it got all kinds of crazy traffic but you're talking comet lake and flagship internals great build quality all the things you would expect from a flagship device over the past couple of years but a 400 hundred dollar price tag yeah which is crazy and is it convertible uh, it is convertible uh upward firing speakers backlit keyboard uh, my only nit with this device is i looked at uh lenovo's coming soon page listed it this morning and it says up to four gigs of ram again Oof. if it's a core i3 
HP did it right. They did the HPX 360 mm-hmm. i3, mm-hmm. 8 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of mm-hmm. storage. That's what this device should be, but it's not. It's i3 Comet Lake, 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of storage. Still, for most users, it's going to be okay. fine. It's 409 bucks for all that tastiness. And we had hands-on with it. It doesn't feel cheap. It no. feels nice. No. It's a lot sleeker than previous uh, Lenovo models. Uh, the build quality is looks it like to a be dark really gray. Good. Is it yeah. black? What is it? Considered yeah, black or they dark call gray? it. Um, is that the only color they're doing? Or are they not doing like a gray that's or anything? All okay, they're cool. doing like a, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just the one color. It's not charcoal. I, I don't but know. Whatever. That, yeah, that sort it's, of like it's that deep it looks Lenovo, cool. almost black. It looks. Quite. It looks nice. So it's been on the Celeron. Uh, is it Celeron fifty two oh five U, which is yep. the Comet Lake Celeron U series that we'll see in Chrome boxes and stuff when they come out. Has been on pre order at BH Photo for gosh over a month. Uh, two different variations of that. It's a 32 gig, 64 gig. Uh, they both showed up on Amazon a couple of months ago, and they had pre-order, but then it was quickly taken down, and it's been unavailable. Well, we got an email yesterday and from our buddy George Economo saying that the i3 model was back on Amazon, and it wasn't pre-order. It was available. So sure enough, we got on there, and I ordered one. It's supposed to be here Tuesday. So yeah, that could be really fun. Yeah, we'll do an unboxing Real and, and uh, like this, check that thing out. This device to me is one of those ones that's going to be, I think, uh, like a dark horse. Yes. Oh yeah, man. We got all underdog. Excited. Samsung, <laughs> you know, big flashy, ASUS four thirty six, big and flashy. Even though I, it didn't really perform uh, up to what we expected for sure. that kind of price point. Uh, the Lenovo Duet stole the show with people just anticipation for it. And so all of those things that were debuted in January that are starting to show up now, you know, the Flex 5 was the one that's the people that are really plugged in remember, but everyone else just kind of forgot about. Yeah. And because of the combination of build quality and and price point. Capability, like, value factor, and build quality. Yeah. It's all gonna make this thing. I think it's gonna be one one of those just easy recommends. Did yeah, it have a, be did it have a USB simple. A on it? Did it I have think a USB so. A yeah. or was it two yeah. C? No, I think it's two C and an A. But yeah. you look Which at is crazy. If it because the HPX three sixty is still crazy popular. It mm-hmm. is six hundred dollars retail. Now yeah. granted it's Fit and finish yeah. is really nice, but still it's no nicer than the Lenovo. This thing's so. four hundred and ten dollars. And that's retail. If it goes on sale for Black Friday or Free. when, you know, Amazon's now pushing Prime Days to yeah. the end of the, the year. Fall, yeah. Right, right. If you get this thing for 300 bucks, Yeah, 350 Forget even, about I it. Mean, yeah. $50 off, $60 off. I put this thing at, at the, 350 three, it's, 349 it's, it's MSRP is already. And so, like, Lenovo oh, yeah. seems to have figured that part out of, like... Go buy it at, let's at put its together, MSRP. Let's get put together a great package and make sure that the price point is uh, competitive. And that's... Like, had they brought the duet out and it was four ninety nine, yeah. people would be dogging it. Would have been different. And, you know, yeah. ah, it's a little slow. And, like, yeah. that price point matters so much with Chromebook releases. And even though I feel like the Samsung, you know, especially if they get their battery life thing figured out, you know, lives up, I think it's worth what they're asking for it. It's a hard sell for a lot of people. Yeah, sure. Uh, because they're still new to Chromebooks or they're they're maybe not sure that this can be their one and only device or whatever the case may be. <laughs> Robbie's Robbie's pointing to his new Samsung Galaxy yeah. Chromebook um, that's sitting over there on his desk. And so, you know, but for a lot of people that's not that that purchase is a really difficult one to make. But when you're like, "Hey, here's a $400 device that's going to feel better, look better, perform better than anything else you're going to buy at that price point," then reviews come out that are also equally positive because 
reviewers take that into consideration too. Everything, and I said this in the review for the for the duet, like it's just going to get a pass on some stuff when you're like, well, that happens here, but it's also less than three hundred bucks. So you know, what do you want? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so I think Lenovo has figured that out, and other manufacturers need to follow suit. And reviewers like us and other people are going to put spin on these devices that say, you know what? We're going to love on these so that other people buy these so that you all start figuring out price matters. Like putting Chromebooks out that are built pretty nice. And like the X360 from HP is a nice Chromebook. It's not $600 nice. it's not. It's $450 nice. And when it's that price, it's so easy. People go buy it and don't even think about it. When it's $6 or $650, eh... That that is is a weird spot for for most Chromebooks, and so I'm hoping that some of this is eventually going to drive manufacturers to realize, like, okay, figure out what you have to do in order to put the prime pieces together, do the you know Pixelbook Go effect here, yeah, you know, figure out the core things, get those things right, and get the price down, and then add stuff as you can, yep. instead of just throwing the sink at it and and pricing it whatever you need to because you allowed the production time to get out of control as you were making this device. Right. Well, and that, that's the that's the beautiful thing about Chromebooks, right? Because you can have this super lean operating system. Um, you can you can you can get the price down, right? Right. Because because you can you can focus on I mean, like the duet and like uh, we think the Flex 5 is going to be, you can focus on the things that actually matter, right? And, right? and and you can you can create these devices that I mean, you see the full spectrum of different Chromebook prices just in what we've talked about right here. You know, we're talking about a $300 little tablet. We talked about the Asus ones earlier that are, what, what were their retail when they, the 102, uh, was it 102? Uh, 300. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they went I mean, up to 350. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you're talking stuff like that and then you got the thousand dollar galaxy Chromebook sitting over there. Yeah. You and know, that, and that's there's the something for everybody. Yeah, that's right? the thing is that everyone would love to have a 4K OLED screen. Everyone would love to have a fingerprint sensor. But they don't want to pay for it. <laughs> most people, the majority, let's be honest, the majority of people don't want to go dump $1,000 on a Chromebook. No. They would love to have the features, but they don't want to spend that money. But there are features that they don't want to sacrifice on. And this hits on everything. Yeah. 13.3 we'll inch, it, yeah. so it's the perfect size. It's not. It's full HD. It's touch. It's convertible. 300 nits on the screen. Uh, 300 so nits on the a, screen. A dim, yeah. crappy screen. USI uh, compatibility. Keyboard's great like most Lenovo's are. It's uh, uh, You can get backlit keyboard on it. Uh, two USB-C's, micro SD, USB-A. It, it has it all. It's, so, it's Lenovo, so it has some degree of rigidity to it. Spill-resistant mm-hmm. keyboard and all that. Four hundred and nine dollars. So like yeah, that's insane. There, there. I, I mean, as you're sitting there talking about that, it's like, what concessions were made? Is it just the build, like the the? Because uh, it is plastic, right? No, Part, it's the uh, bottom. Uh, maybe keyboard deck is aluminum. Aluminum. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like what? What? How did they? How did they do this? So and, and is uh, is Lenovo coming out uh, with this device gonna just like? show the market that oh wow like this really awesome chromebook can be made for this price so why was why why are these other yeah. chromebooks so expensive like, i mean they it can, can do it, it can't be this. project athena because it doesn't have biomet doesn't have biometrics uh, okay it, it's yeah. emmc storage it's not the yeah, pcie so. ssd um they, I, <laughs> I still i don't get the ram thing but whatever yeah. throw in eight gigs of ram and make it 429 dollars it's still the best value on any chromebook i've ever seen right but I, I don't know. We're, I, yeah, I, we're we're gonna have to get it in. We'll have to get it in and, and test soon. it, you know, and 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 see if there is something 
But yeah, but man, Bluetooth, just Bluetooth five, talking about it, six, all yeah. those things that come that, with Comet Lake. That's, 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 that's it's the hatch me, board, right? It's a hatch. Yeah, very absolutely. And, and to me, that's that's probably the bigger news here. Um, there are still times with the Pixelbook Go, and it could just be psychosomatic. I'm not sure, but because I know it's an older Bluetooth and older Wi-Fi, like I feel like there are times where, like especially like playing Stadia, for instance, where it just won't connect yeah. to stuff. Yep. And and I don't know if it just does something on its end that decides that it's it can only connect to whatever it wants. I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is, and I've never been able to to really track it down. And in day to day use, it never I never have an issue with it. But with Stadia, for some reason on the Pixelbook Go, there there seem to be problems. And I look at it and I'm going, it's an old version of Wi-Fi. It's an old version of Bluetooth. Like those are my two of my only knocks really with the Pixelbook Go. The Flex 5 feels very Pixelbook Go-ish. Sure. But it's got new Wi-Fi. It's got the new Bluetooth. It's got a 10th gen, you know, Comet-like processor in it. And it's $300 cheaper, $200 cheaper? I mean, that 409, I mean, granted, that this one's an M3 <clears throat> with, uh, or the 649 is an this M3. This one's 650, right? The yeah, M3? M3 yeah. with 8 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs internal. So what is the one that we, we ordered? Four gigs of RAM, four, four sixty-four i three. So, so it'd be much, much faster yeah. processor though. Yeah, uh, the i three will be over the M three, and it's tenth gen versus eighth gen. Right. So the only real downgrade you're getting um, for that two hundred fifty dollars less is half the RAM. Which and, for the average per, like just don't have fifty tabs open. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and honestly, then, we, I've I've used a lot of four gig devices that. I forget their four gig. But, yeah, that's true. I mean, you get and, the newer processor though, so it's like, and that's the thing. And, and maybe Lenovo's planning something down the road. But at CES and since then, they have said there's going to be an i5 8 128 PCIe. So Ooh. maybe, maybe they will. And and, and if that device is six hundred dollars, that's still still because like I can't imagine it being more than two hundred dollars more than probably this one. But if it's six hundred bucks. You're talking about a device that smokes the HPX 360 or at the, the same Go. price. Or I mean, the Pixelbook Go, yeah. The, the Pixelbook Go that's an i5-8128 is $850. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to... And it's still a Y-series i5. Right, right. So this is a fan. This would be a fan i5, so it'll blow it out of the water. Yeah. Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth yeah. 5, uh, USI stylus compatibility, uh, converting. Um, the only thing the Pixelbook Go will probably have on... This device and almost any device that's going to come after the speakers are just yeah. ridiculous. Speakers, speakers. God, speakers are well, awesome. Lenovo did did do upward firing. They which, are, which yeah. is good. Just nice. Yeah. And who knows? Than... We get it in. We might listen and be like, "Hey, these are really good." I, I would almost guarantee you they won't be as good as the Pixelbook Go. Like, nah. the I mean, the Pixelbook the, the, ridiculous. The speakers on that thing are better than the 15 inch MacBook Pro that has these massive magic. speaker grills on the side of it. Yeah, I don't know what they did, but that... did some voodoo. I really and yet Sundar said hardware is difficult. Yeah, they got that part. Well, nailed. You nailed this part. So yeah, I really think yeah. they could. This is a different topic for another day, but I really think for like this year they could just keep the Pixelbook Go's form factor. Yeah, and just upgrade the internals. Yeah, use it. Would put one of the hatchboards inside maybe that. A, yeah, maybe a different panel. Yeah, I would. I I, don't, I think 1080p is the right choice. Yeah, for that size, one hundred percent. But give like me some, a give me a four hundred fifty. Give me a better quality. Exactly. Panel, like sometimes the not it's not even the viewing angles. I just feel like the whites are a little funky sometimes. Yeah. And when we yeah. go to I, photo it too, like you'll get those waves. I mean, if the, du, waves if the duet and, can do four hundred nits, exactly. And now HP is going to do a 
thousand nits right melt your eyeballs let's just do away because i've still see some that are being put out that are like 225 yeah that yeah. needs to go away yeah. shouldn't be a thing 300 should be the baseline should, yeah it should not 100%. be a thing at all because um, clearly they can be affordable yeah i mean we're looking at the duet right yeah. here i mean and the pixel can, book go i yeah. mean that's for all the and other the engineering flags, i mean think about it's 300 the, right yeah, yeah. and I think mean. about the engineering that went into the pixel book go from like it's casing and stuff mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm. nice uh, it's really well made, you know, and, and thoughtfully made. The trackpad on that thing the is so great. And the speakers and the hinge on it and the feel and all of those things are fantastic. The weird little grippy bottom. So one of the places <laughs> they obviously <laughs> saved money was in the panel. Sure. And so. But uh, it's good. It's good enough. It's fine. Yeah, it's good enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I think if that's the case with this device, just like every other Chromebook, that should be the that should be the baseline. Yeah, like it, it should just be that or better. Yeah, uh, we should get away from I, these washed out two hundred to two hundred fifty nit panels. Yeah. Like that needs to go away. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about this Flex Five. You guys were like, hey, we're buying a Chromebook. I was like, what is it? Flex Five. Order it. Done. Go. Yeah. Get it. I just remember it being in Vegas and it wasn't technically on display. And then when Jeff said they had one, I was like, <laughs> he's like, do you all? Want? I, yes. Yes. Yeah. Please, because yeah. I think I think Lenovo is probably going to come out with uh, a high end yoga. yoga. Yeah, another yoga. Yeah. I, I'd be surprised if they don't. Um, and so, but even in light of that, it's going to be more expensive and yada yada yada. Like this is going to be, I don't know, just this easy Chromebook to for recommend. a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's going to hit this real nice sweet spot. Um, and you know, where the duet I think is great for like my kids cannot wait for me to bring I keep telling them like I'm leaving at the office until we're done filming yeah. B roll and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and my daughter asked me every day when I come home, did you, did you bring that tablet home? Is yeah. it home? Like, no, it's it's coming because you know, I've told her like it's it's gonna be a, kind of the knock around the house tablet. So like what is she doing uh, with it that she wants to use it? Like what does she do on it? Uh, she can play Roblox, Roblox on it, yeah. um, but she can do and that, her, is it, I don't know. Is it touchscreen? Is that like, well, is when you play Roblox, is it touch or is she using You can the, do either one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Roblox is one of those first games that said, Hey, we'll, we'll make our Android version work completely with Chromebooks. So you can do mouse keyboard okay. stuff if you want. She does that on her. She's got an old, gosh, it's one of my first Chromebooks, uh, the old white Acer 15 inch. Oh yeah. Um, and she, she, the hunkin Chromebook, oh, that gosh. thing is a, beast and so she uses it um but she's excited to have a smaller chromebook to do like when she does uh video chat stuff yeah. with friends and like just the, the, all those little yeah. things yeah you know this is perfect. i don't want to be like oh it's diminutive in size so it's perfect for kids but yeah that feels I mean, better for yeah. them they're not honking because yeah, i have chromebook the around. i have the s330 at home and for my daughter it's fine but for my son he's three he picks it up to go sit on the couch and it's like he looks like he's carrying right. a box so the the I got the 10 E for him, but that that's going to be perfect. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. So that, yeah, she's excited so, about it. And I think like that fits that. Uh, and, and then, you know, for adults that want to throw it in a bag yeah. on the go, but then now Lenovo is going to hit yeah. this other category of like, hey, I want this oh, yeah. thing that can work and I can just sit down and grind some stuff out, yeah. but it's also small enough to be so, on the go. It's a and, nice pair, a very nice pair of devices that they yeah. put together and, and they throw a yoga into that mix. Man. And it's kind of like Lenovo's and, and granted Lenovo's got, they're they're massive. I mean, they have a massive supply chain, and so part of the the reason they can do this at this scale for these prices is because of who they are. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But you know, yeah. Samsung. They've been making things for a long time. Sure. <laughs> yeah. um, and Samsung has the ability to do this too. They have cheap Chromebooks, um, but they feel cheap. You know, and that's the difference. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see, to see Samsung take this same approach to go cool. Yeah, we've got this high end one. You want class and 
the best and best of everything. Yeah. Go get the Galaxy. But here's a here's a mid range. Here's our four hundred five hundred dollar Chromebook that's also going to be really nice and aluminum. Right. And I think that's great. what they tried with the line of pluses. Yeah. Pluses didn't do a very good job. <laughs> yeah. The the one that was at Best Buy was yeah pretty decent. Yeah. It was, it was a little clunky feeling. Like it was the weight of it was kind of yeah. weird. But its screen was pretty I, nice. Yeah. And I got one from my okay. mom. She loves it. Yeah. You know. Um, so I'd like to see, I just want to see more manufacturers take this kind of approach of going, hey, let's let's hit kind of all three, bargain, mid-range, high-end, yeah. and, 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 and not say we're going to pour a bunch of time and effort into high-end, and then we're going to make the mid-range kind of crappy for the money, and then the low-end is super cheap feeling. Like Lenovo has done a good job now. They've got all of them hit, and they're especially assuming they make a yoga, a hatch-based yoga. I feel like they would all three be Chromebooks that I would be happy to use. Yeah. And and that's saying something like it's affordable, but it's also something that Chromebook people are not going to look at and be like, ugh. Yeah. Cause apart from their, their panels on their cheap, cheap devices, even their cheap, cheap devices don't feel cheap. I mean, the S three thirty is say, a S3 good, good yeah. device. The yeah. panels just, what was the, so the C three forty is a good little device mm-hmm. too. Uh, and it drops that's down the one into I was that 200 about. and change. Sometimes what was the little, little pink one we had was it pink or red. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good, good little device. And then the, the display is a little dim on it, but other than that, I mean, they're good yeah, little Chromebooks. Not bad. Yeah. Huge, huge it's bezels. A, it's a, I, yeah, I, I think that the pair, the, the pair that Lenovo is putting out here, the, the effort that they are clearly putting into these two devices has us very excited. Uh, the duet, you know, <laughs> with the one little thing aside, now that we can just focus on this thing as a Chromebook tablet, man, it, it does a lot of things right. And we're excited to get the Flex 5 in and test it out and see what it what it can do. So, um, folks, I think that's it for this week. Uh, as always, we're going to link all of this stuff. We've got a couple, couple I know we'll, we'll make sure to link the Flex 5 hands-on from Vegas because that's a cool video too. Um and uh yeah go check out gaming unboxed let us know what you think just hit us up on social media you know where to find us and uh again thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next week see you hey guys thanks for tuning in you can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.